Hey y'all, it's Carmen. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. You are joining me on week two of a series I have entitled Known, and it's a study of the 139th Psalm. And today we are going to look at how we are known daily. So a friend of mine at work, um, her name is Kelly, she brought me a homemade key lime pie the other day. Now, I had told her weeks ago that that was my favorite kind of pie. She comes from Florida, so she is familiar with how to make this particular type of pie. And I had forgotten all about that conversation that we had several weeks ago. But at that moment, when she brought that pie into my office and she said, some days you just need pie. And and that was certainly a day for me. But at that moment, I knew in my spirit that even in this little offering from a friend that God saw me and he saw those circumstances that I was walking through that day. And he knew everything I was feeling, thinking, and believing. And he used my friend and that pie to say, hey, daughter, I've got this. I know everything about you and these circumstances and you can take it easy. So I hope that you will look for maybe sweet little God moments like that, where he communicates to you and whispers to your spirit, hey daughter, hey son, I've got this, you can take it easy. When we think about that, as we dive into today's verses, I want you to continue to think about how God sees you, he knows you, and he understands all that's going on in your life. And it's not just this overarching thing. It's a daily. He daily knows what's going on with us. He knows our deepest, our deepest desires, longings, uh, thoughts that we wish we could get on the right road. He knows the things that we're proud of and the things that we're not so proud of. But before we dive into today's verses, let's look back at some of the questions that uh, we ended up with last week. The first one was, how does your heart and mind react when you hear that you are known by the God of the universe? I think it brings me some comfort. When I am not understood 100%, when I am not, when somebody doesn't really get who I am, I know that God does because he's the one that created me. So of course he gets me. Number two, does knowing that you are in a state of being known change your behavior? It should. The fact that we are known by the God of the universe should guide our actions and our thoughts and our words in a matter that reflects Him and His goodness. Number three, what is one area of your life where you need to remember that you are known by God? Again, I think when I come into a situation and I'm misunderstood, It's important to remember that I am known. And then the fourth one, let's consider Eve. And how similar are we to her? And how does God know us as Adam knew his wife? Adam knew his wife in an intimate way. Adam knew his wife in a way that no one else knew her. I think we can say the same about how we are known by God. He was the first to know us because as we have seen in these verses and later on in this chapter, we will study it. He was the one that knit us together. He was the one that knew all of our days 
before one of them came to be. And he knows us in a way that no other human being will be able to know us. So I hope you continue maybe to perhaps reflect on those those questions from last week. Let's read verses one through three, and then we're going to discuss, we're going to kind of break it down and discuss each one. So starting in verse one, O Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely. Again, I want to point out this word know. And if you're sitting where you have your Bible, your copy of God's Word in front of you, I'd encourage you to circle or highlight those words. Like I said last week, they're in this psalm six times. And in the Old Testament alone, the same word is found over 942 times. So a very significant word in Scripture. But I would encourage you maybe to circle it or highlight it as we come to it. Okay, verse 1 says, O Lord, you have searched me and you know me. David begins this psalm with praise. He recognizes the infinite power that accompanies God as he intimately knows his creation and most specifically each individual person. David speaks back to God what he knows of God. God has searched David. This word searched is used in Job to describe a sort of mining operations and in the book of Judges to describe an exploration of land. God has intimately examined the person so thoroughly as to know all that there is to know with the same motivation as a gold miner or an explorer, both on a quest to find precious and valuable spaces to call their own. God does this in the person whom he loves, in the heart of that person. David knows that God has done this for him and therefore praises God for it. Are you in awe of this aspect of God's character? Verse 2, you know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. God knows the ordinary and routine tasks that have to be accomplished throughout any given day for David. He does the same for you and me. Those things are not all that exciting. They're not Instagram worthy. Those things are not even desirable for us. Whether it's laundry or dinner prep or sending that 100th email for the day or our long and dreadful daily commute. He knows we do them and he knows when we do them. And furthermore, he knows our thoughts about them. He knows our thoughts from their origin Before it becomes known to us, God knows them. He knows the purpose and the aim of our thoughts. Perhaps that is why there is so much instruction in Scripture about thoughts. In our hands, they can become quite dangerous. Under God's control, thoughts submit to His authority, and we benefit from the health and holiness of thoughts seeking to be more like Christ. 2 Corinthians 2.5 comes to mind, where it says, and we take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. Verse 3, you discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. God knows our going outs and our lying downs. The word discern in the original language means to sift. I love this word picture here. When I think of sift, I think of my grandmother sifting flour 
to make her amazing biscuits. And she would make them every day. She'd have them ready for us when we got off the school bus at her house in the afternoon, which is probably the main reason I was a little fluffy during those childhood years. She took such care and concern to get the right consistency for the dough. Included in that is the sifting of that flour. The purpose of sifting flour is to break up the lumps that could hinder a smooth consistency and the final outcome of the baked good. Is that not what God is doing here? As he discerns, as he scrutinizes, as he sifts all of our goings and comings, is he not using those circumstances to break up dense matter in our spirits that would hinder a, quote, smooth consistency? in the final product. He is very familiar with all of our ways. He knows the course of life we have chosen, but he wants to have the opportunity to sift through it and make us more smooth in the process. And finally, verse four, before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. Our words, yikes. Our tones, even more yikes. The fact that God knows even these, not because we verbalize what is in our hearts, but because he knows our hearts. This verse speaks to the fact that God was present and all-knowing at the origin of our words. Right as they began to form, he knew them. The positive, the negative, the good, the bad, the unrighteous words. All the words he knows. Yikes. To be real, that brings me little comfort. The place I fall the most is my words and how I say what I say. What if when the words originate, I allow God to take control? He is already there at the beginning of that thought process. I know I would come looking out a lot more like him in that area if I gave him total control from the get-go. Here's the bottom line. Our thoughts, our ways, and our words That's our part. We are responsible for all the nouns in these four verses. Know, perceive, discern. That's God's part. He is doing all the work. All the verbs are His. His responsibility is action. How can we take our responsibility and bring it under the authority of God and His acting on our behalf? We do this by keeping in mind Jesus' words in Luke 2, 12 which says there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much for this day, for this lesson, for these verses, for this truth that we are fully known. We are known every day. We are known by you every minute, every second. You know all that is in our hearts, in our minds, in our souls. Help us, God, to bring all of that under your authority. Help us to see you act on our behalf. I pray these prayers for myself. I pray them for my friend. And I ask that you would help us in this area. I thank you for knowing us so completely. And thank you for the comfort and the hope that that brings to our lives. I pray these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, here's a few discussion questions for next week. 
Number one, how do you feel with the truth that God examines intimately your heart? Are you relieved, uncomfortable, anxious, joyful even? Number two, what ordinary routine or tasks do you need to understand that God recognizes you in those situations? Number three, what goings and comings do you need to surrender to Him? And number four, what area of your life have you concealed that needs to come into the light? I hope that you will think over these questions and will prepare for next week's episode by reading Psalm 139, verses 5 through 10. There's a promise to grab a hold of in those verses. See if you can see what it is. I hope that you will join me right back here next week as we continue this study on being known. Have a great week. God bless. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. I hope that you have been encouraged by our time together. Friend, I want you to know that Jesus is so important to me. And I want to share with you that you can have a relationship with Jesus just like I have a relationship with Jesus. There are three easy steps to finding that relationship. Number one, admit that you are a sinner. Number two, believe on Jesus as the only one who can save you because he lived a perfect life. He died on a cross. He was buried in a tomb. And then three days later, he arose from the dead, victorious over sin and death. Believe that he did that for you. And then the third thing to do is to confess. Confess that Jesus Christ is your Savior. It's as easy as that. I want to encourage you, if you have not made that decision to follow Christ and go into a relationship with Him, will you do that today? Will you ask Jesus to come in and be a part of your life, to be the Lord and Savior of your life, to be in charge? If you have made that decision today, I would love to hear from you. Please email me at berealcarmen at gmail.com so that I can be encouraging you, praying for you, and sending you some resources to help in your new walk with Christ. Check out more Encouraging Gospel Center podcasts on the Kingdom Rock Podcast Network at kingdomrock.org. This is Carmen. Go be real. The world needs to see it.